Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 77 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. Thanks for listening in today. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a post that came from a listener, Jeff. And if you recall, a couple weeks back, I mentioned that I switched my hosting recommendation from Bluehost back to Web Hosting Hub, where I've been all along. And one of the primary reasons for that was that one of the community members, Jeff had a site over there about debt collection, and he ended up losing his entire site due to a very extended outage that he had with Bluehost, and he was kind enough to send us all the details in a very well laid out email that I'm going to include in the show notes, the entire post, uh, several thousand words from Jeff is going to be included at nichesitetools.com forward slash the number 77 for this episode, and it's going to be entitled How to Recover a WordPress Website Without Backups or something along those lines. So if you're looking at the episodes in your podcast app, you'll see it mentioned as that, or again, you can go to nichesitetools.com forward slash the number 77 for all of the exact details on how he was able to recover the majority of his website without backups. I'm really looking forward to bringing you this information today because it's really going to be useful. At some point in time, you are going to lose some sort of data on your website, whether hopefully it's not your entire website. And if it is, hopefully you have backups and it's very easy to restore. But at some point, somehow you'll lose maybe just one post or two posts or portions of your website. Something will inevitably go wrong, which is why I always, 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 always recommend that you have backups and store those backups somewhere else. So store those externally. We'll talk all about that later in the episode. But the bottom line is that if you ever lose data in the future, this is going to be a really essential episode. So you can go back, refer to it, take a look at the show notes for this episode and see what you need to do to recover that data. In most cases, you can recover the majority of your data as long as your posts have been out there for a while. And uh, again, we'll, we'll touch on that everything very shortly in the full content for this episode. But very very quickly, I wanted to thank five new email subscribers. No one left their first names again. So if you guys do subscribe, please leave your first name. I'd love to give you a shout out on the show and say thank you directly for signing up over at nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe. I greatly appreciate that. You will instantly get my keyword brainstorming guide as well as my seven simple SEO tips guide. And I got some email this past week thanking me for putting out that information, how helpful those seven simple SEO tips were on what to focus on. SEO can be very confusing and very overwhelming for people a lot of times, but really there's only a couple of things you really need to focus on to get the most bang for your buck as far as your efforts go when creating a post or a page. A couple really essential things you can do and you'll get that guide and my keyword brainstorming guide to give you ideas on what to write about, things to come up with as far as niche site topics, individual post topics. All that information will come to you automatically as soon as you subscribe and confirm your email address again over at nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe. And I'm hoping that everybody had a great 4th of July weekend. I was away myself for five days with my wife visiting some family up in Atlanta. Got to see all the little nieces and nephews, hang out with them. I've played an abundance of hide-and-seek. My hide-and-seek skills were lacking. It's been several years since I've done a whole lot of hide-and-seek, but uh, my niece Hadley 
loves hide and seek. Every waking moment we were playing hide and seek. We found some great spots. Took a couple people several minutes to find us, but uh, the bottom line is we had a great time up there. Saw a lot of family, saw a lot of fireworks, a lot of great fireworks. Had a great time. I hope you guys had a great time as well for anyone celebrating the 4th of July Independence Day here in the U.S. And if not, I hope you had a great weekend and got to get some downtime, enjoy your family and friends as well. But I am back ready and refreshed to put out some great content for you this week. So let's get right into it. So as I had mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Jeff, a community member over at nichesitetools.com forward slash mastermind, which is the private Facebook free mastermind group, has been very active in that group over the past several months, longtime member there. And he had mentioned about, I think it was about a month and a half, maybe two months ago at this time, that he was experiencing that large scale outage with Bluehost. And his website went from being unavailable for an hour or two, several hours, and then it went into several days and unfortunately he was not able to recover any of his data with the help of Bluehost. So that was what precipitated my switch back to recommending Web Hosting Hub, who I've been with all along for four plus years. I've never had an outage over an hour during that entire time. Experienced very minimal outages of a minute or two here and there, but nothing of that scale and nothing that I wasn't able to recover data from. But what he was experiencing was that extended outage and he wasn't getting a lot of good feedback along the way. It was definitely a problem on their end. I think it ended up being a storage problem where they lost storage, the data was corrupt, etc., etc. And the bottom line was he wasn't able to get any of his data back despite paying extra per month to have them take full backups of his website and to handle that fully for him, thinking that it would be a seamless process in the event that he needed to recover that data. If you're paying extra for those backups, you can only assume that they're, you know, very diligent. They test those backups. They have offsite procedures where they can recover that data in the event of a catastrophic failure like this. Unfortunately, that doesn't look like that was the case. So this is another case for making sure that you have backups of your own website and that you take control of that. If you'd like to pay your web hosts an extra dollar or two to take backups of your site also in addition to your backups, you're welcome to do so. I don't recommend it. I don't think it's really necessary. And Jeff's example really shows that it's not really buying you a whole lot necessarily. Hopefully they have safeguards in place to protect those backups, but obviously with Bluehost that wasn't the case in his situation. But uh, the bottom line is you want to make sure that you do have backups. So if you're listening to this and you do not have backups of your website or you do not take them often enough to where you could potentially lose some data if you're only taking it once a month and you publish content every week, that's not often enough. What I highly recommend is that you install the Updraft Plus Backup and Restore plugins absolutely free. You can pay extra if you need support down the road. Let's say you need to recover your website and you're having issues or you need some support. They are there for you. You can pay for support to do so, but there's been no need for me to do that. So I've been using the free version all along and I have had to recover my entire website from backups twice, but the process was very easy. Just press a button or two and boom, I had my entire website taken from that full backup, restored in a matter of minutes. So it works really well. That's why I definitely recommend you use this particular one because I have experienced it with it over the years. It's helped me. It's saved my butt several times. It allows me to go from a site that just giving a particular error, none of my content was available. And a couple minutes later, everything was back to the way it should be. So it's 
definitely a great plugin. It's good to see they have support if you need it. So if you do run into a situation where you need to recover your site and you needed to purchase support, they will be there for you to help you out with everything. So definitely highly recommend it. Again, that's Updraft Plus Backup and Restore. And that's something that Jeff is using now. That was something he mentioned later in his article. He's definitely doing that. And what both Jeff and I recommend that you do as far as your backups go is to, you can save a copy locally if you'd like. It's always good to have multiple copies of backups just in case something goes wrong. But I recommend that you definitely send your backups off-site somewhere so that they're not stored with your hosting data. So for example, in Jeff's case, he lost all the data in his account. And if they were keeping his backups, I'm not sure how Bluehost does their backups when you purchase them, but if they were keeping those backups anywhere in his account and that data where his account was located is lost, that backup data would be lost as well. So what we both do is send our backups to Dropbox, and you can get a free Dropbox account by going to nichesitetools.com forward slash Dropbox. And last I checked, I believe both you and I would get an additional 500 megabytes of storage just for signing up through my link, nichesitetools.com forward slash Dropbox, D-R-O-P-B-O-X, all one word. And again, that is an absolutely free service. You get two gigabytes free data out of the right out of the gate. And if you sign up through my link, I think you'll get an additional 500 megabytes just for going through that link. So that's definitely cool, definitely worth your effort. And then you can store those backups externally so that if anything happens to your hosting account and you need to restore your site, you have an off-site backup that has nothing to do with your hosting account safely stored somewhere else out in the cloud over at Dropbox so you know you at least have a backup that is separate from your website. So that's really important to have. So that's something you can do absolutely free through Updraft Plus Backup and Restore. And you can also set it to automatically take backups at various intervals for free. Right out of the box, you can set it to take a backup weekly, which is what I do. And then anytime that I create new content after that backup runs, I also take a manual backup. You can take a manual backup anytime you want. All you do is press one button, hit next a couple of times, and boom, it takes a backup. Takes maybe a minute or two, depending on how big your website is. It can take up to a couple of minutes, the the larger your website is. And you need to make sure that if you do have multiple separate websites that you have that plugin installed and taking backups for each of your websites individually. That will end my public service announcement as far as backups go. That's something, unfortunately, Jeff didn't have for himself. Personally, of course, he thought because he was paying the extra amount that Bluehost was conscientiously keeping his uh, backups for his website off-site, making sure that they were able to restore those and in the event that he had a problem like this, but unfortunately that wasn't the case. So make sure that you do that, you take control of that, and you keep on track. Make sure those are successful. The program will actually send you an email and you'll know that your backup was completed successfully. So just keep an eye on that. Check that email every so often. Make sure you don't have any errors and you should be good in the event you need to recover your site. But what we're going to talk about for the majority of today's episode is what do you do if you do not have that essential backup? And basically what we're assuming here is like in Jeff's case, his site was completely inaccessible. So he had to go out. If he was going to remain with Bluehost, he would have had to go out to his existing host, install WordPress from scratch, utilizing all of the information he used when he created the website as far as the URL and things like that. And then he would have had to basically started fresh with a completely blank website. And that's kind of what we're assuming here. But in his case, he went through my discounted link to switch over to web hosting hub 
hub, which is nichesitetools.com forward slash web hosting hub. And he signed up for a new account and created a new WordPress install from scratch. And then that's kind of where we're picking up with this episode. So just a heads up, that's where he had to start out due to losing all of his data. The good part is that if your website has been out there for any length of time, most likely the majority of your website has already been indexed by Google, so your pages are already out there, your posts are already out there, and people have found your website through Google, and most of your pages are probably out there available to view in a cached version. And what that means is basically when Google crawls your website and indexes your site, it has a copy of your web page stored online, and it's accessible on that particular date when they crawled your website. So the good part is that you can go out there, check out the cached version of your web pages and posts, and you can usually copy paste the majority of that data and grab it from there. And in an ideal situation, your images will also be out there so that you could right click and save the image, upload it back to your website, and then you can get the majority of your data, boom, everything back up and running. Just may have to make some small edits if you've changed that content since Google last crawled your page. Might be some small edits that you need to make, but for the majority of your data, it can be there, it can be back up and running. It may take you a couple of hours depending on how much content you had out there. In the case of Jeff, he had a couple pillar articles, so he didn't have months and months of data out there. So for him, it was a relatively straightforward process. In a couple of hours, he had the majority of his data back and did not have to go try to create that content from scratch because that can be really frustrating. I know I've had to do that before as well. I lost one main post. It was well over a thousand words and it had not yet been indexed by Google. So unfortunately, I had to go out there and create that content from scratch and it takes me a long time to create the content, the written content especially, and you, you don't always have that same frame of mind So you're not going to be in the moment when you are creating it. It's not going to be fresh in your mind. So you want to avoid that at all costs if you can. So that's why you want to definitely go out there and try to pull this content from Google from an already existing source where most of it is out there ready for you to grab. So exactly how do you go about doing that? It's probably going to be much easier to see it for you yourself by going to nichesitetools.com forward slash the number 77 to see it in printed form. But I will walk you through it here as well just to if you can kind of visualize it in your mind. That way it'll match up with when you see it in printed form. You'll already have a bit of background on that. So basically what you do is you go out to Google and in the search box, basically what you type is site colon space your website. So for example, site colon space nichesitetools.com or www.nichesitetools.com. Whichever you use more often, you may get different results surprisingly if you type it without the www or with it so when you do that it'll tell you how many articles are indexed in there so you'll see the results will be maybe one or two or three or ten pages of content out there you want to go with the method that's going to show you the most content so try it with the www for your website and without and see if one method shows you more use that method so use it in my case use it with the www.nichesitetools.com and you'll see what is indexed in Google. And then what you'll want to do is there's going to be a drop-down box next to the title of your article. So if I click over to my site and I type that into Google, basically what I'll see is all of my content there. And then if I grab the pull-down, which is right next to the URL for any of my posts and pages, and there's if I hit that, 
it says cache. So if I click on that for one of my articles here, it tells me this is Google's cached copy of this post. It is a snapshot of that page as it appeared on June 14th in this particular case. So this article was created on June 14th. That's when it was indexed by Google. So And it does have my images. Everything looks good there exactly as it appeared on that particular date. So everything looks good. It looks great if I wanted to do that. And basically what happens is you have the option right on there in the the top um, where it says Google's cache copy of your page when it was created, you can view the source right there. So there's a view source button. You can just click on that. And then basically that's going to show you all of the content for that particular page in HTML format. And basically what that is, is that's just the behind the scenes code for your particular post there. And the other way that you can do that, if you want to pull up the cache copy, you can also hit control U. It basically does the same thing. So it's basically giving you the source for that content that you have there. And then what you can do is you can copy paste that into a text editor like Notepad. And Jeff has some other suggestions on how you can do this exactly as well. But basically what you'd be doing is you'd be grabbing that HTML code, copy it, go into your WordPress dashboard, create a new post with the same name, and then you would paste it in the text-based mode of the WordPress editor. So you have the visual editor, which is probably where you put the majority of your content when you're creating it. You can insert images there, everything you type, you can highlight it, bold it. That's probably where the majority of you are used to creating your content, but there's also the text option there right in the WordPress dashboard where you could copy-paste HTML code exactly how it is in Google's cache copy, and then you can basically get all of your content back exactly how it was with formatting and everything how it looks there, and everything would be good. So all you would need to do at that point in time is take a look at that page, right-click, save, any images that are on that page and then upload those images with the same names and then you would actually have your content there up and running with the content exactly how it was on that particular date when the cache copy was taken and the only tedious part is it the more content that you have it's going to take that same amount of time it's going to take probably at least a couple of minutes to do that for each each individual post or page that you have and then you're going to just have to go through and make sure that every Thing looks how it should be. You're going to have to get those images over there. Right click, save as, upload that image to your WordPress website how you normally would. Make sure it's the same name. And it's, it's just a tedious process to have to do that for a lot of individual posts and pages. But if your website has been out there for any length of time, that's way better than having to manually create this content from scratch. So hopefully your content is out there in Google. That's method number one. And another method is that if you don't see your images out there, sometimes your images don't appear in that Google cache copy of the data. Basically, there's another option that you can do, and that's to go to the Wayback Machine, as Jeff refers to it as, and that's archive.org. You may or may not have heard of this before, it's a cool tool basically that goes out there and it downloads large portions of the internet and it saves a copy of it at a particular point in time and it doesn't do it as often as Google would so it's not going to be as up to date and your website may not actually be out there or or many pieces of it may not be out there different pieces of content may be missing from there so there's no guarantees you're going to be able to get data from this but it's a really cool tool and it's something that I've used before I remember I had some websites some rudimentary websites uh, back in the mid to late 90s that I wanted to take a look at that were no longer out there when I was in college 
knowledge. I just messed around with websites and HTML way back at the beginning of the internet. And uh, I wanted to take a look and see what I had out there, take a look at those sites just to see what the pages were. I think it was for a particular band I was interested in at the time and just had some information. It was really basic blog at the time. And it was something that uh, I had to do for a class, I think, at the time. And I went out there to the Wayback Machine, typed in the address for the particular website that used to be out there. You know, it's been over 20 years since that data has been out there. And it's been gone since then. So really, normally, there's no way to take a look at that data from something that's been missing for 20 years. But I was able to go out there and see those pages, brought back some memories, and it, it showed me what I was interested in right at the beginning of the internet and it was really cool to see that so it's a cool tool to go out there and see what a website might have looked at at a particular point in time 20 years ago there's a whole bunch of reasons why you might want to go out there and check that archive.org site but in this particular case Jeff was mentioning that if you go to Google's cache copy of your website or your page and you don't see images another way that you might be able to get content or get images off your website is to go to that archive.org, plug in the address of your website, and see if there's any additional information that you can pull that might have been missing when Google indexed your website. So that's another second step that you might need to take. And you might just want to go out there and take a look at some of your old sites from years and years ago. Maybe you've been doing this for a while like I have, and several of your sites that you tried out didn't work or you didn't continue them. Maybe you just let them expire several years ago, but then you want to go refer back to something you did or take a look at something you had worked on at that time. That's a really cool way to be able to do that. And you just go to archive.org, type in your website address, and then you can scroll back to various dates and times in the past and then take a look at, see what your website looked at at that particular point in time. So you can sort of see the evolution of websites that way as well. Which just got me thinking, actually, I just went out there and typed in smartpassiveincome.com just to see what's out there and how far back it goes. And it looks like he started creating his website. Let me click back over to there. Towards the end of 2008, he basically started it on October 20th. And then several days, he was talking about he was going to start creating websites for passive income while he was working. And then looks like on his couple of posts in, maybe his third post or so, based on the snapshot of his website on October 23rd of 2008, he said, never mind, I just got laid off. So he was planning to start creating side income while he was still working. And then he lost his job. And we all know the story from then on. But it's really interesting. I can see exactly, well, not exactly. I can see what his website started out looking like. Very basic website, nothing fancy whatsoever. But you can see exactly how he started out and exactly what his content looked like at that particular point in time to give you an idea that not everybody starts out, you know, Pat is basically Teflon. It seems like anything he does, you know, turns to gold and everything he does is right. Of course, he's had stumbles along the way that he's talked about, but basically everything for him is working now. Everything's really gelling for him, but you can see exactly what his website looked like. It looks like a site that you and I could easily create better now with all the tools that are out there. So you can kind of see the progression of somebody's website. You can go back and look and take a look and see what things look like at a particular point in time. People that you follow, people that do really well now but like you can see Pat started out in 2008 and it's now 2016 so he's had eight years of experience eight years of doing this archive.org is a really cool tool that you can use not only to recover data for your own website 
and to maybe go back and pull some data from if you need to. But it's also a great tool to go out and check out competitors' websites or people that you want to model your sites after or people that you admire. You can kind of see the progression of their website. So it's a really cool tool. I'm going to make that my tool of the week for this week. Again, that's archive.org, and that may be another method for you to go out there and to pull some content from your website. Hopefully that's been pulled into archive.org and there's a backup out there that you can get some data from or get some images from if you need to in the event you have a catastrophic failure. So those are some of the things that Jeff had mentioned. Basically his first method, which I definitely recommend and I've had to use before, is to go out to Google's cache copy, type in site colon www.yourwebsite.com or if there's more data out there without the www for your website, use that method. Then click on the drop-down menu right next to the URL for that post and then go to the cache copy and then you can either hit page view page source right there at the top of the bar on that particular piece of content or you can hit control U to bring up the HTML source code for your particular post or page and then you can just do the normal control C to copy it, control V and paste it over in your WordPress dashboard for a new post. Make sure you name the post the same as it was previously and make sure that the URL is the same and then in the text tab is where you want to copy paste that. Do not paste it in the visual tab where you would normally create your content. Click over to text first, then paste it in there, and then you could go back to your visual tab at that point in time and make any manual edits that you need to as far as formatting goes. You would then need to go out to that cache content on Google or archive.org and save any of those images that you have in those posts. Hopefully they're still out there. You can right click on the image, click save as and then upload it to your WordPress website like you would normally do. You can click on add media and then just insert that image where it needs to go in the particular article. So there is some manual tweaking that you'll need to do to get those images back to where they need to be, make everything look exactly as it was. It's probably not going to look exactly how it was with just a copy paste and then save. You probably are going to need to go back to that visual tab for the post tweak things, move things around a little bit. But that's going to get the majority of the content back so that you don't have to go recreating it, trying to think what your the message was you were trying to convey. You may need to reformat it, but the bulk of the content is there, and that's really what's key. That's really what you're hoping for in the event you don't have a backup or your backup has issues and you want to recover this content by some means. The first method is to go to that Google cache copy, then check out archive.org if you need to, and hopefully you can get the majority of your website back up and running. But as you can see, it's a very labor-intensive process and it could take you a long, long time. For somebody like me that has had content out there for years and years and years, it would take me forever to recreate that content. That's why it's so important to have those backups stored off-site Check every so often to make sure that they complete successfully with no errors. Run a manual backup where you can just sit there and watch it. It'll show you a status bar and it'll kind of tell you what it's doing. Take a look at that every so often just to make sure that it's saving successfully. In the majority of cases for me, I've had it saved successfully probably 98% of the time. There's a couple times I've done a manual backup where it's been slow because my internet connection isn't what it should have been at the time or I was experiencing dropouts with my internet connection. 
and it did fail once or twice. But I would say over the course of the four years that I've used it, I can think of maybe a, a handful of times, maybe two or three times when I was running manual backups that they didn't work. And I clicked the button again once my connection was better and everything worked fine. And that's really pretty much it as far as making sure you have the right backups. But if you don't, there's going to be some great information in this post. Again, nichesitetools.com forward slash the number 77 with all of the details on exactly how Jeff recovered his website in full detail and text format. And hopefully as a regular listener and a follower of the site, you will have your own backups and you'll never need to worry about that. Let's hope. Let's cross our fingers. But inevitably, you will lose some data somehow. Hopefully it's just a post particular piece of data you go to save something and you lose your internet connection and you lost maybe two minutes worth of data hopefully it's something really small like that but like i said i had to recover my entire site from a full backup twice and it was essential that i have that data so it saved me multiple times hopefully by now you realize that it's so important to have that yourself and hopefully you'll never run into this but if you need it it's going to be out there nichesitetools.com forward slash 77 take a look at it even if you already listen to this if you're not experiencing any issues right now it's good to familiarize yourself with the process so that if it does happen at some point in the future it's not like a devastating thing that happens. The more you're prepared and the more you know about ahead of time, the quicker you'll be able to recover in the event something like that does happen. So hopefully this was really helpful to you. It's great to have the information before you need it so that you're prepared in the event something like this does happen. And I greatly appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you for sharing that information with the audience. And I'm grateful to have that to share with you guys. Somebody that's actually gone through it has had this happen, has experienced multiple day outages with his website. And at that point, people would have probably given up. A lot of folks would have probably given up because they had put their faith and trust in, in a host like Bluehost, paid extra for that. And you assume that they're going to be able to help you in the event something like this happens. Unfortunately for Jeff, in this case, he had to go about it and do it manually. But through learning from his experience, hopefully that any of us that do run into this in the future, we're prepared. We have the tools that we need to go out there to recover that website and hopefully not run into this at all in the future as well. So thanks again, Jeff. Greatly appreciate it. And thank you for listening. Thanks for being out there. And I hope you have a fantastic upcoming two weeks. Thanks. Bye-bye now. 